Good evening, Internet, and we would like to welcome you back to our June episode number 44 of Kent at Your Own Risk with Kent, Kevin, and Chris, where we will be talking or taking on what we are calling the Terrible Twos, or the worst part two in either a series or, I guess, just an, as an isolated sequel within horror movies. Um, it's been a couple weeks since the last one we've done. I, uh, I've had an interesting last week with my wife being on vacation and just me and my son. It's actually been probably one of the best vacations I've ever had in terms of just bonding with him. But um, it's also been a lot of work, so I'm a little stressed. But uh, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? I'm doing great. Yeah. Um, happy belated Father's Day to you, Chris. And, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been pretty good. Pretty good week. Uh, so I got sick a couple weeks ago, so I definitely put a plug in this. So the extra week was, was nice. Not that I did anything more with, <laughs> with these lists, but, uh, how are you doing, Kent? Yeah. How are you doing, Kent? Oh, good. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 all right. Like, I I fully intend on taking advantage of having the extra week to do stuff, and my preparation consists of making the spreadsheet and starting watching movies yesterday. So, yeah. Wow. Always a slacker. Always. I, I really appreciate the uh, the extra week, guys, because uh, I initially had thought that my wife was saying we needed to be up at 5 a.m. to leave for the airport. Instead, what she was saying was her plane left at 5 a.m., so I would have basically gone right from the podcast into uh, leaving to drive up to uh, Orlando and back and then have to be up all day with my son with no sleep. So I wasn't really looking forward to that. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Uh, that sounds terrible. Anyways, yeah, it really would have been, because he is a handful. Uh, all right, so who wants to kick it off? Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, Kevin, take all it right. away. All right, so I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, so for my for the terrible twos, uh, also my, I guess my criteria was that it actually has to have the number two in the title. So it kind of narrowed it down and, and probably made this less fun. Uh, number five, Mimic 2, 2001, written by Joel Soyerson, uh, directed by John D. Seonazek. I don't know. Um, this is a bad movie. Though it's kind of so terrible, it's kind of fun to watch. Uh, for a direct-to-video release, I respect the effort to try and make the best movie possible with a bad script. Uh, the camera work is pretty good, all things considered. Uh, this one actually does not follow the story per se of the first, but does actually develop the shape-shifting creature to look more human-like than the first. Uh, this movie actually won a video premiere award for Best Special Effects. Uh, it's a cliche creature feature with bad acting, mostly, and some exceptions for small character actors like John Polito and Paul Schultz. It has it has its moments, but it isn't as violent or gory for which the critics panned it for. All that said, I I, I did actually kind of like this uh, for a fun bad uh, movie at like midnight. So, you guys seen this one? You, I know you're not a big fan of the 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 
the the creature in the first one, right, Chris? Uh, yeah, I've never watched the sequels because the first one bothered me so much. Um, so, like, my my question is because I've always wondered this since you know I've I've read about it and I've seen the um, like the the trailer and looked at reviews and stuff. Like, how is this bug trying to mate <laughs> with a woman? To look like a woman? No, doesn't it? Isn't it like um? Or try to ma- uh, want to make, yeah, trying oh. to mate with her. Like how the how the fuck is? Well, it's not like like tentacle banging or anything like that. Uh, I don't know. It's I I honestly don't really remember that too much. I guess that it was the point, but it just has more of like this human feature head. Um, yeah, it wasn't like a no possession or nothing like that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I was I was sensing a theme here for a second. <laughs> but yeah, this was a I never had any like I don't know. I didn't really want to watch it either. I actually just rewatched the first one, I don't know, over the last year just because Guillermo del Toro directed it and I didn't know who that was back when Mimic came out, so What about you, Kent? Uh I've never seen it. I do like the fact that John Polito and Jim O'Hare are both in it. Uh, but, and, you know, I don't know if either one are strong enough on their own to really convince me to watch this. That uh, This feels like a, a thing that I may do on an October day when I'm like, I need content. Let's just watch the whole Mimic franchise and... <laughs> eat a lot of popcorn and have regrets later. So, I don't know. Yeah, that might be fun. How, how many that are there? Fun, Is there actually, just yeah. the three? I think so. There's there's three for sure on HBO, I believe that's where I saw this. So, um, Yeah, alright. So, on to... Terrible 2, number 4, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer 2, Mask of Sanity. I'm so uh, happy you brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> Written and directed by Chuck Parolo. Um <laughs> Yes. Uh, so this movie should be called Henry 2, The Arsonist Apprentice. Uh, this movie is actually okay in a made-for-TV kind of way. Uh, it's very boring and that's worse in my opinion than being bad uh most of the cameras are off camera or edited in the middle of there's a couple of exceptions to it uh nothing like the first this movie would serve better as a standalone film and not considered a sequel just not henry just some weirdo in a from the soup kitchen to someone's couch uh or uh kate walsh before Grey's Anatomy has probably the best performance in this. Uh, it has a missed opportunity of uh, I think it missed the opportunity of Henry taking acid at the party. Uh, it would have been I don't know. I, I feel like there was there was something a little bit more to that. Uh, he you know gets drugged and I don't know like the way he freaks out. It, it wasn't to what I was hoping was going to happen. It, yeah, so 
it kind of got less climactic for me. Uh, it doesn't go as wild as as it sets itself up to be. I still I still kind of liked it though for a terrible movie. It was uh, it, it was fun to watch uh, for this criteria. Anyways, uh, the the expectations were low going in because I was like, this is going to go on my terrible list. Because uh, I, anyways, uh, yeah, I think basically because I was sick that week, I just said, you know what, like whether judging these movies, if they're terrible or not, if they're like in some sort of way thought of terrible and unless they really surprised me, like this was going on the list no matter what. So Henry two mask of sanity. What'd you guys think? I didn't even know there was one. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, okay. First of all, most people don't even know the fucking, the first Henry movie exists, but you know, it's become a little bit more popular as Michael Rooker got gained more popularity. But even, like, most horror fans don't even know this fucking movie exists. And it's funny, because I was just talking to Raylene about it. I'm like, you've never seen this? She's like, I didn't know it existed. I'm like, well, there we go. I haven't seen it either. Is it streaming somewhere? Peacock, I believe. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, every, every time I've looked this movie up, it just... It looked like shit, and it didn't have Rooker, so I I just I didn't care enough to really spend time doing it. Uh, is it worth a watch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally is. I mean, it's um yeah yeah it's absolutely worth a watch. I mean, but you get in this like fun fun way of like we're gonna watch a bad movie now. You know, you got to be in that zone. Um, yeah, I don't regret watching it. I thought it was a pretty good pick, but also another straight to DVD movie. So, um, and I don't know. And I mean, the first one had to have been successful enough in some way to make a sequel. Um, and I think it's by the same guy who did the first one. I think I could be wrong. I mean, the first one really did make a good impact. Uh, considering like when it came out, um, so I'm, I'm I don't did it. I don't even remember the first one now. Henry did Henry survive in the first one? I don't really remember the ending too much either. <laughs> but yeah, I think he did. I think I think he did survive. I don't think he he died. I think he ended up killing his buddy there. Okay. And all right, so. Yeah, all right. I don't know. I, I guess this is definitely something I do need to check out because it uh, it just looks terrible. It really does. I kind of refused to watch like the first ones going into this because I was like, well, I don't want to like totally ruin my time. Like, <laughs> so. Uh, but also picked movies that I did see, so I was kind of limited in that regard. Also. That was actually a major problem for the research of this. I, I was gaming with, with Eric, and I was just like, you know, fuck heaven. He chose a stupid thing that's going to require me to watch the original movie, then the second one, just so I can c- compare and contrast. I'm like, now I'm doubling down on my wasting of time. So I just completely held you in content. You know. just, uh, just a heads up, the guy who did it was not the guy who did the original. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. 
fair enough. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also, Kent, this was just kind of like I just shaped your idea. So just to <laughs> put the loathing right back to you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Contain that contempt. <laughs> but uh, okay, so so we can move on. Yeah, go ahead. From Henry. All right, so moving on from Henry, uh, this is my number three, uh, The Rage, Carrie 2, 1999, uh, directed by Kat Shee, Kat Shea, and written by Raphael Mario. Uh, now, I actually really did like this movie. Uh, I think it had a lot of good things to it. Up until the ending, or leading up to the ending, like even some of the bad dialogue is, is fun. For the horror going on, there isn't much, but some tech, technosis, I can't say it, telekinesis, <laughs> technosis, uh, parlor tricks. Uh, yeah, so telekinesis, parlor tricks. Uh, the worst from, from this movie is how it even like ties into the first movie, because I feel like it would have, even though it would have had direct correlations and, and be considered a ripoff, I feel like calling it a sequel hurt it even more than than like a ripoff coming of age story of a high school girl. Uh, they they could have just said spiritual successor, and I think it would have gotten less hate. Yeah, yeah, I think it would have. Yeah, I think it would have gotten less hate too. This, I guess, it was originally called the Cursed before production. So I wonder if it was meant to even be a sequel or was kind of just a spiritual sequel or whatever. Um, but. Uh, even all, even though this is a bad movie because it is, and, and that's why it's on the list is because as a sequel, it is kind of, it, it's terrible, but not as bad, I guess, as, as it could be. Um, but it, it kind of, it's such a special time, like the late nineties where like, it's got the hippos on the soundtrack, the, uh, just like the music and the vibe, it was, it was. I, I had like nostalgic vibes to it, so it was it was kind of fun. And the glasshouse party scene massacre was awesome. Uh, but it, as a film, it falls apart um, before that scene and and right after. So it seems uh, it was heading towards like a Romeo and Juliet thing uh, that it that it talked about in the beginning of the movie. But it kind of failed at that too. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but all in all, this this one is is definitely worth watching if you want to watch some bad sequels or like fun '90s movies. And uh, it's got that, and it said like at that time of like special effects where it's like where it's it's impressive for the time and like even where it's kind of like dated and cheesy that's it's it's kind of fun so um yeah the rage carry 2 what do you guys think this one uh, almost seemed too easy to put it on the list i mean <laughs> it was like there was a softball right there <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to do a movie that wasn't straight to video. This actually had a theatrical release. I was like, it's not even fair if you're just doing all straight to video releases. So, I wanted to change it up before because there's at least one more on the list. Uh, so, 
I, we we just watched this yesterday. I hadn't. I, I watched this once when it first came out on on video. I watched it a second time for one of my earlier earlier horror blogs, and so the third time was yesterday. And I was looking at my my write up of it, and basically it's like all the first whatever percentage of this film is shit. You get to the party scene. The party scene's relatively well done, gives you a little hope, and then it ends completely shitty. Uh, I, the casting was terrible. I, I, the connecting uh, to Carrie in any way, like, Sue Snell, like, that that's your connecting thread? Come the fuck on. And I, I didn't really like the main girl. Uh, like, she just didn't fit anything for me like i just i didn't find her likable in any way i i just wasn't feeling it and and one other thing that really bothers me as i'm watching all these stupid ass movies like what high school did these writers go to because i swear all these movies that have like high school kids like guys are like the most irredeemable fucks in the world like doing like the worst of the worst things i'm like what what where do these people exist cuz i don't know growing up i i didn't know people that were like allotting points to nailing bitches i, I don't know it just it seems really fucking off well it does seem like what I that's something that the the oldest brother in home improvement would do so i i feel like it's it's legit <laughs> Yeah, you know, I really was missing Tim Allen. Like, couldn't they have threw some money at him to be the the dad? I don't know. Uh, and and the guy that was supposed to be like the the hunk, like the jock hunk. Uh, I don't know. He just looked like a fucking jackass. I, the only Jason thing Lundin? I ever liked him in was fucking was fucking Mallrats. Yeah, and that's yeah. the same one, right? Jason London was in Mallrats because he has a brother Jeremy who. Yeah. yeah, and Jeremy yeah. was the one who did uh, Dazed and Confused, and also a waste of Mina Savari. I mean, she's not a great actress, but she's a known quantity, and I wanted to know her quantity more in this movie, and they offed her too quickly. I don't think she wasn't a star though. This came out the same year as American Beauty, and that's the movie that really catapulted her. Not this movie. Uh, I mean, well, Kevin, she, this is how you make her into a star is by giving her a bigger role in a really shitty movie that people are still going to pay money to yeah. see like idiots. Yeah, like, like catapult her I mean, into uh, a windshield. That was pretty. That was one of the better parts of the movie, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. I mean, I'd say American Pie was probably the first thing she really showed yeah, up on. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And that was the same year as well. American Pie starring Eddie K. Thomas. Who's also in this movie? It was a it was a magical time. Was Chris Klein in this? <laughs> you would all be like, this movie was pretty good. Was Chris Klein's better movies outside of the American Pie movies. He's been in some decent stuff. It's just it's never been him being the decent thing in <laughs> those decent things. Like um, Election. Jesus. Oh Christ. yes, that was a fucking uncomfortable movie. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. The, the uh, Alexander Payne, I believe, directed that. 
I saw that on Criterion. It was one of the yeah. few MTV movies that were on that was on Criterion. The Reese Witherspoon movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It re- really made me feel uncomfortable for Matthew Broderick through like the entire fucking thing. Do stuff like that I, before or after, I believe. <laughs> Anyways, what's your what's your oh, next one, Kevin? Okay. So speaking of softballs, number two is Paranormal Activity Two. 2010, directed by Todd Williams, written by Michael All R. Perry, Christopher Landon, and Tom Pabst. I do not know why it takes three writers to have nothing going on in this movie. Uh, the home videos are like dreams. If I'm not in them or knowing is having sex, I'm really not interested. So the only thing that really creeped me out about this movie was how I felt about myself while you're watching a teenage girl sleep on a couch for five minutes with nothing going on. Uh, I remember trying to watch this movie like 10 years ago, and uh, I don't think I made it all the way through the second one. I watched the first one, and then I tried to watch the second one like right after, and and it, it was just too much to do. I was like trying to play catch up on things I didn't have interest in. Um, There's yeah, there's not a whole lot going on in this movie. Uh, uh, I mean, besides these white people trying to get their Mexican housekeeper to clear out the spirits in their house, which I thought was pretty weird. Um, yeah, the Paranormal Activity two, softball number two, in your direction, Chris. What'd you think? Uh, my wife really liked like the Paranormal Activity movies. Um. I thought the first one was unique. Um, this one, yeah, it was it was kind of underwhelming. Like, basically, you have what maybe one good scene in the entire movie, and even then, it's it's not great. But just at the ending, um, the third one wasn't too bad, and then it started. The third one was yeah. the best one by hey. far. And then it started the the what was it the was it the fourth one and then the marked ones um, or was the marked one the marked ones the fourth you no know, it goes part four then it goes marked ones and then there's a sixth one now oh I haven't seen the sixth one yeah so I mean it was the, I mean the worst thing I can say for Paranormal Activity two is that it was successful enough to go along with the first one that it really prolonged the found fucking footage genre for like what four or five years solid like that was almost the the only horror that we were getting yeah they were like that's what they would fund because it was cheap and profitable if it was a success um um and I mean I've seen some really good found footage movies I mean I mean, I don't know how you classify like wreck, but I think that's you know, yeah, amazing. Well, I mean, would you classify that as a found footage movie? Mm. But technically, maybe. But but I I I mean, so I mean, there are some amazing ones out. there. I haven't seen wreck. Is that Spanish? They they did an an English version too, which is it's pretty good, but it's nowhere near as good as the original. Yeah, wreck is quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but Quarantine 2, which I'm, I'm not trying to spoil anybody's list, uh, the English version is nothing like the uh, original version because the original version takes place at the same building, whereas the English version just goes to a fucking airport for some fucking reason. I think Quarantine, I was going to watch Wreck 2 for this, but I just like, I, I, I don't know, it's hard to, I felt bad judging a movie without seeing the first one. Um, even though I kind of did that with Paranormal Activity. Yeah, you should watch Wreck 1 and 2, Kevin. I think you'd, I think those, Wreck, I don't remember if it was 3 or 4, I think 3 I didn't really like, but 4 I liked. 4 is on board a, like a big party ship or some shit. It's not bad, actually. All right. And actually, I will say Paranormal Activity 2, as Um, I watched Paranormal Activity 1 10 years ago, I did, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. It was actually, I think maybe I just have more patience now, but... I want to offer this, because I just looked at this today on my when I did my review, and apparently I watched this with Raylene, and I have this quote, Raylene saying to me, what's supposed to happen here? And me responding, I get more bored than I currently am. <laughs> so... <laughs> If that doesn't sum yeah. up paranormal activity too, I that should be on the cover. Um, <laughs> what is it? What did she say? <laughs> Look, <laughs> like, uh, so I, I, so I thought like the evil entity could possibly be Abalom, the the same entity from the Last Exorcism. So I don't know if I'm correct or not, but. To me, that was just a much better theory than anything else I was getting from that damn movie. It was on the brain activity going on in that, because I didn't have that going on at all. Yes, I yes. try to entertain myself. If if the movie isn't, I I agree. So we're to number one of my list. All right, Hollow yeah. Man Two, two thousand six, directed by Claudio Fa. Screenplay by Joel Soison, who did, what, Mimic 2? I think I just put that together right now. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this isn't even fair anymore. This this is straight to DVD. Story by Gary Scott Thompson. I'm guessing he probably wrote the original. So, um, this one I really didn't write a lot for. I didn't actually watch it again. Uh, I saw this during... October for the first time. Uh, yeah, last October. Um, this movie, it wasn't free on streaming anywhere, and I was like, not going to rent it because I remember it. it was so bad. It takes two things that I love the original Hollow Man and Christian Slater and just destroys it. And this is like one of the reasons why it was so hard being like a Christian, like diehard Christian Slater fan. Um, during this time, because he made these really bad direct-to-video movies, and he's not even like really trying as an actor. Like if he makes, he made some movies with like Emilio Estevez at this time, and 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 he's like really trying because he. But these are just like straight up paycheck movies. Um, Christian Slater is my favorite. <laughs> like, so what you're saying is it, it isn't on the level of like cuffs or gleaming the cube. It's more well, along the lines of uh, hard cash, <laughs> um, which actually is is not bad compared to this. Alone in the dark <laughs> is really bad. 
like really uh, bad. Like it's really and bad. not like it's fun bad. And that also has Stephen Dorff in it, who I'm like oh, Christian, who I also really like and has done really good work. Um, and also has done really bad movies like Alone in the Dark. Oh, dude. Dude, you just you just gave me an idea for a podcast. It's going to be so horrible though. But the worst you uh, bowl movies. Dude, that's like just just you bowl movies. <laughs> Let's see. We can do <laughs> like the whole. List. Yeah, we can do. Yeah, you all didn't of, need like, the word worst. <laughs> yeah, but but which is worse, House of the Dead or <laughs> the the one about the uh, the farewell to the king or whatever with Jason Statham? Oh, well, you did oh a movie with Jason God. Statham. Is it really that? Is it is it Alone in the Dark Bed? <laughs> it's it's worse, I think, because it's it's like if almost like a take on like Lord of the Rings kind of because it was a it was based on a Dungeon Quest video game, but like the special effects for like the orcs are fucking horrible. In the name of the king, that was what it was called. Yeah, and let's not forget. Blood Dude, that Rain. sounds that sounds fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna do Alone in the Dark too, but I was like, I was like. I'm just gonna do Hollow Man two and just not watch either of them. Um, yeah, you bull. Uh, I haven't seen House of the Dead. Is it really that bad? It's directed by you bull. I should, of course, is. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that's that's it. You guys see Hollow Man two? I I never did, but uh, seeing it's a movie that you're talking shit about Christian Slater in, who I really like, and that Peter Facinelli is the fucking hero, <laughs> that yeah. tells you a lot right there. Yeah. I've never seen oh. it. I haven't seen the first one either, so I'm oh, double Man, you should check out. You should check it out. The director's cut is on HBO. I yeah. highly recommend that one. Am I the only one that finds it weird now that we... It's not even HBO oh, yeah. anymore. It's just called Max. Like, it, our, our, during our whole, like, teenage years and our young adult life, like, Cinemax was always second rate to HBO. And now we're at a point where HBO's not even in the title of the app anymore. I, I find that weird. Yeah, it's 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 not supposed to be yeah. based on Cinemax, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. what it's, I think of when... Yeah, the Max here. original. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's not. I don't think it is based on Cinemax. Uh, we're, we're the Max, ooh, ooh, ooh. you know, because it was yeah. it just rolled out from HBO Max. But I guess Discover or Discovery or whatever didn't want to be like, oh, HBO Max Discovery. You know, let's just you know, oh, nobody yeah. will play second fiddle. We'll just call it Max. And aren't they all just owned by? Warner Brothers, so why not just call it WB? Uh, well, because cause Discovery that, bought Warner that Brothers. That changes so everything. Oh, but originally, yeah. yeah, it was just known as the Warner Brothers app, and they used HBO to get subscribers, because I had HBO through Amazon, and then I didn't get HBO Max for like the first three or four months, or, until they basically said, um, canceled our HBO account, and said you have to go get HBO Max, so because Amazon didn't do it anymore. And then they like offered like half off for six months, and then you pay full price for like two months, and then they were like, "We'll give you another six months half off." So that kind of worked okay. out. Yeah, it was complicated as fuck. They had at one point they had HBO, yeah, HBO Now, 
and HBO Go, and they were all separate things. And then, then they when they did the the whole can- they canceled all of those and rolled them into HBO Max, and then Discovery bought HBO Max, and they were, I guess they spent like over a year trying to brainstorm what they were going to call it, and this is what they came out with. So yes, like HBO still has a lot of cred, and the fact they that they don't it. call it that. They used it to get it started with, so like yeah, that's why it's, really it, it's weird that yeah. it like took off the way it did. Yeah, I think I'm always going to call it HBO Max just because that's what it is. <laughs> or I'm just going to just say HBO and like not even mention the Max because I mean that's the reason I have it. Um, all right, so. All right, so you want me to go next, Kent? Oh, absolutely. All right, so this 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 list could have been like fucking sixty five movies, hundred movies long. Um, no, maybe not that much because it's harder to find sequels or twos in the series. Than Probably about fifty long, but. There were a lot of them that like were on lists that I hadn't seen, and then there were a lot of them that were just just mid. Um, I know there are ones that I'm not thinking of that would have like one of the things that really offended me about horror movies in the '80s and Full Moon did this a lot with a lot of their series is where you have like a decent or even a good first movie. And then you completely undo everything that happened in the first movie within like the first two to three minutes of the second movie, so you can have a sequel. I'm thinking of like something like Subspecies Two, where somehow the bad guy who got killed in the first one gets brought back to life, kills the main hero from the first one, and undoes you know the entire t- two-hour movie that you had spent watching beforehand. That doesn't seem to happen as much anymore, but that. I kind of remember that being like a big thing in like lower budget horror movies in the eighties. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm just misremembering it. No, no, no. You're right on point. Um, so like one of the things that I appreciate in a good sequel is something that continues to grow the franchise, doesn't walk it back. Um, and doesn't radically deviate from, what the the first movie was, you know, without continuing to deviate in subsequent entries. You know, like if they had done Halloween and then Halloween 3 was the second one, that might have created an interesting, um, you know, tone for the series. But doing Halloween 1, 2, and then having 3 stand out there by itself, kind of, it's like, what the fuck is this shit? But anyways... To hit my number five for that, we go to Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Um, I really like the first Blair Witch. I liked the reboot, remake, remakequel, whatever the hell you want to call it. It wasn't great, but, um, yeah, I didn't think it was bad. But, like, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, I was like, uh, what the fuck is is this even, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a found footage movie, which, you know, hadn't been over proliferated at the time. Uh, it really didn't deal with like the Blair witch at all who, you know, like the, the his the fake history that they created for the, the first one was like probably the most interesting part of it. 
and then like the plot just doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't make sense. There were some decent actors and actresses in it, but like none of the performances were good. It was just fucking disappointing. I have. I mean, I don't. I'm assuming you both have seen. I know you've seen it, Kevin. I'm assuming you've seen it too, Kevin, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say it's it's like one of the worst movies. I mean, I've definitely seen worse horror movies, but I just think it's disappointing and like out of left field for the direction that it chose to go. I'm super happy that you picked this one because this is another movie this is actually the movie that we watched right after the rage carry 2 um and here's the thing this was a movie i almost considered having on both of my list because it's so terrible but there is a part of it that's fucking brilliant i love the fact that there is like two realities going at the same time and I think if they would have been slightly more clever with it and had better actors, they really didn't have good actors. None of them were, were that good. Uh, maybe they could have pulled off what they were really going for. Cause there was a, I, I still think there was a good idea, but it was terribly pulled off. And I, all right. As a big fan of the original, I knew they couldn't redo like, nobody wanted people just to go do another found footage like that. Like you had to do something different and they did, they tried something different and it almost landed, but they didn't have the talent to nail it. And that, I, that's just yeah. truth. I mean, I, I really enjoyed Jeffrey Donovan and, and burn notice, you know, years later, but I think he definitely needed time to mature as an actor and somebody who, you know, could call him on his fucking overacting. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, this one this one feels like it was probably a script problem. Like I could I could see this kind of working as like a divorce it from like Blair Witch. I could see like this working as like a Stephen King short story in an anthology book. Uh, but you know, it isn't divorced. It's you know, uh, a part of a mythology that. Now has to deal with this Kurt shitty turd floating yeah, in the middle of the toilet. That far. And Kurt Loader. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so he was just on, I saw you know, this, MTV. Uh, you know, I don't remember yeah, Donovan in it, but he was really good in Fargo season two. Um, yeah, he was really good in that. Like. That's what I think of when I think of him. Yeah, he can Among play a really things. fucking creepy uh, guy. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, don't know anyone else besides Kurt Loader. I think in this cast of characters. So I watched it on Vudu on my phone when I was doing overnights at my work, and I would like sleep on the couch and watch movies on my phone and with commercials. And it was kind of new to me at the time to have that. So I remember seeing Blair Witch 2, and I was like, oh, I'll watch this, because I'll fall asleep during it. And I ended up watching the whole thing. And in that, I, it, it is a terrible movie. Um, but I didn't... I actually thought it wasn't as bad as I the expectation I had for it. Um, I was thinking that I was going to, like, you know, 
I don't know. I was like, you know what? It was it was almost okay, but it was still like a bad movie. But yeah, that's that's all I really remember uh, from it. And it, it it crossed my mind uh, to revisit it again and decided that maybe if I didn't think it was that bad, I would have to watch another terrible movie. So, <laughs> you know, I was like, ah! or have to like, maybe like start watching the originals to, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do like the, the, not to, to get into other people's list, but like the big, the big franchises, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Halloween, um, for either terrific or terrible, but yeah, Blair Witch Two, I think it's a good choice. <laughs> and what a double feature, Kent! What a double feature, Carrie Two and Blair Witch Two. I, Which one I, was first? I have to ask like, what the? F- what? Oh, Carrie, then Book of Shadows, <laughs> okay. and. Okay. I yeah. I haven't quite even got into what happened today, so we'll, we'll we'll get there. It's not pleasant, but one other thing about this movie, like, why did they cast that Lanny Flaherty as the sheriff? Like, he, the sheriff role, it just sticks out like a sore thumb compared to like everything else going on in the movie. He seems so cartoonish. In a way, am I am I wrong in saying that? No, no. I mean, it's I don't know. It's fucking. It's weird. It's just also one yeah. of those ones it, where the director it saved, casts it, it himself. It saves costs, and you can also write yourself another paycheck yeah. as a tourist. That's the yeah. way to do it, man. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So moving on. My number four, you know, my list isn't necessarily in any particular order. I just kind of wrote them down, but I think pretty much all five of them could pop into any one of the top five spots. Uh, my number four is Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Um, I love Tremors. I think it's just a really well done, for the time, you know, indie movie. Uh, I love the um, relationship between Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon. Um, and when Kevin Bacon couldn't come back for that, they moved Michael Gross up to um, uh, supporting. Well, not even supporting, but you know, one of the main characters. And uh, as much as I liked his character in the first one, I think he worked because it was him and Reba together. And uh, not being uh, together, he just doesn't isn't able to fulfill the Kevin Bacon spot. The uh, special effects aren't anywhere near as good. And the change to the creatures where they become like little fucking like Yoshi kind of looking things that can like hear. If I remember correctly, it was like have acute hearing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's fucking stupid. You guys seen it? I, I, I can't add anything because I, I yeah I I'm think kind I've of the seen same it way, like but a long time I, ago. But it's all uh, like a so I don't really, really remember it. I do memory. remember Kevin Bacon wasn't in it. I saw this probably so it's 1996. So I saw it in 97, most likely, and was already not into it because 
Kevin Bacon didn't come back. This was going to be, this was one of my, you know, I create a little like list of potentials and this was on there. And I was kind of afraid that also I might actually like it too much to not put on the terrible list. And also it was um, another direct to video movie. So I was trying to avoid all five of my movies being like that. So, uh, but everything you said, Chris, sounds exactly how I remember it, and the uh, the Reba thing really, really made the first one with Michael Gross's character. Um, but I like Michael Gross a lot more than I did then, and it's weird because he ended up kind of carrying this uh, entire series of what seven seven movies. He's like in almost all of them. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and I know that this movie was kind yeah, of ended like up becoming the, a movie that didn't do well the at the box yeah. the original didn't do well at the box office, but it did so well on home video that they were going to make another one. And I saw an interview with Kevin Bacon, and he didn't understand because home video was very new at the time that um, you could have hits in video stores, or what that even meant, because if it didn't do well at the box office. He was like, well, if that didn't work, why would I do a do a second one? And and the thing is, is that like, you know, I had no idea what the box office was like for that movie. That was a hit movie to me as a kid, um, and and so good. And I, yeah, I couldn't imagine this this living up to it. But I mean, I guess it wasn't so bad, or it was so bad that they wanted to give it another go. But uh, have you gone further into the series? Yeah, like you said, I mean, it, it's the, the epitome of. I think I watched <laughs> up to three, and at that point, I was like, "Okay, uh, this is." I would, I'm interested. Yeah. Not not good. I could I could see them doing? I could see. Yeah, and if the special effects were right, I would, I, you know, if they if they I would hate the to right see it CGI though, writer to, to tell do the it. truth, and I feel like that's what they would do. Um, but. I mean, it's, it still could be good, but I don't know. Yeah. Something about the way that the creatures were through the dirt and I don't know. The, I would say the prosthetics or whatever that thing is, the creature that they did. The Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a, yeah, it's yeah, a really, really good movie. Really good design. Probably just interesting, you know, prehistoric fucking thing that's just been living it's an American classic. Mm, that sounds familiar. Sliders actually Jerry did an O'Connell? episode that was okay. very loosely based off of Tremors. John Ray Davies, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I loved Sliders when it was on TV, but it was hard to yeah. catch it. Season two, they and switched the times. Davies. It was really hard to follow. Yeah, the show bombed because Fox couldn't fucking keep it on they put it on night, Sunday nights they, had a loyal they put it on base. Sunday nights for, originally then it got shuttled off to freaking sci-fi oh. and ugh. that's a sad tale yeah they did that with Arrested Development and it killed it they put I, they I took even, Arrested Development took it off Sunday nights like which was great because nights, I worked like at the mall for the most part so. at that in those three years yeah and I'd be out by six o'clock 
the mall would close, so I'd be home by six thirty, seven o'clock, and be able to watch The Simpsons. So, and then Arrested Development, and then they put it up against Two and a Half Men, which was a Charlie Sheen was still on at the time and was a monster hit and just uh, de- destroyed it. But maybe it needed to be because when they brought it back to Netflix, it's not very good. But yeah, Fox. Oh, well. All right, uh, moving on. My number three is... Uh, I'm, I'm sensing a theme because I'm looking, and most of these are from within a couple of years of each other. Uh, I still know what you did last summer. Like, the first one wasn't great, but it was a decent... Probably one of the better initial Scream copies that came out right after that. Uh, this one was just fucking trash. The The script is fucking horrible. There's plot twists everywhere. It's not anywhere near as violent or as um, creative with the kills. Uh, I don't know. I this is probably the um, the highest. Well, yeah, probably the highest budget out of the ones I picked, and I still think this is just garbage. Uh, they separate. You know, most of the cast throughout the whole movie. Uh, The twists are, like, horribly fucking telegraphed. And even, like, the cameos that they get. You know, like Jeffrey Combs, Bill Cobbs. um, You know, just just doesn't fucking work. Uh, I remember the first one. I mean, I I know you guys have seen this one, too. it It wasn't that bad for... I mean, it wasn't... It was bad compared to Scream, I guess, or it wasn't nearly as good, so I would think it was bad at the time. But I did like uh, Ryan Phillippe and Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller a lot in the first one, and remember kind of not liking, or, you know, the rest of the movie was just kind of the rest of the movie to me at that point. Uh, and this one i i feel like i would have been i i didn't really want to go into the sequel because they didn't have those characters i didn't wasn't a big jennifer love hewitt fan or a freddie prince jr fan brandy was in it so i could care less but uh yeah i should probably check this out john hawks and mark boone jr jeffrey combs are in it jennifer esposito oh yeah I mean, one of the, one of the big things you can see is they they got different writers. Like yeah, so three. the first one at least well, had Kevin Williamson writing for, it. and you can f- yeah. yeah you can feel the difference without him being in part of this. Awesome. <laughs> yes. I actually had this considered as one of my best sequels. So. <sighs> oh. Uh, I, I I specifically saw this on December 24th of whatever fucking year, 98. Uh, I saw it Christmas Eve at night with my buddy, my other buddy, Chris. And, uh, you know, it was okay. I mean, we got to hear uh, the, the stupid karaoke. We, we got White Snake. That was the important thing, was White Snake. And there's a long story that goes along with it, but after the movie 
we take a ride up to fucking Wells, and you guys know, it's Wells. There's just nothing going on. It's fucking Christmas Eve. Don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're on this secluded road, which basically is all of Wells, and we're listening to the Sienna radio station, which is fucking hip-hop. I don't know why we're listening to it, but we are. And then they play White Snake. Here I go again. And I look around, and it is like a, the scene that we just saw in the movie is playing out in real life. It was magical. So maybe my view is a little distorted because I got to hear White Snake twice in the same night. I don't know. But I have fond memories. And yeah, I know, the cast sucks comparatively. Brandy can't act worth a shit. Mackay Pfeiffer, eh, he's okay. Freddie Prince Jr., <sighs> God, he's just a fucking idiot that just talks about wrestling nowadays. Uh, so, I get it's it. All dribble through that. it. Whatever, but I don't know. I have fond memories, so I'm not going badmouth it as much as yeah, yeah, I yeah, normally yeah. would. Have you guys, oh, is it? Have you guys oh, ever seen um, is it a, is, Club Dread? Yes. Is it like a resort? Kevin? Did, did it, yeah. oh. That's just like a better version of this fucking movie. <laughs> it's a better horror yeah. movie as a comedy than this movie. Yeah, because you wouldn't smoke any weed with me. Yeah, and you, yeah. It, it, Club Dread is like a fucking parody of this. Yeah, and they that, did a better job. that part of the movie fucking killed me. Good job, Broken Lizard. <laughs> In Club Dread, I was like, <laughs> this is like the best horror, horror film, uh, thriller, whatever. It's it's great. I mean, the twi- yeah, I was, I was just <laughs> no one ever did anything like that before. Yeah. Um. Yes, Club Dread is, is a good movie. Oh yeah, I want to check this out. I, I this was a possible, but it was uh um not on anything streaming, so I didn't do it. I remember my my girlfriend actually uh when I said about when we did the underrated or overrated movies, her pick for an overrated movie uh was uh I know what you did last summer, but then I was like I I like I liked uh Ryan Felipe is an asshole in that movie. But, alright, I'm done. Alright, my my number two, uh, funnily enough, is, I think, the only movie, well, I guess that one didn't either, one of the two, Okay, what, my number two is one of the two movies I picked that does not have a two in the title. But uh, this would be Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. Um, so yeah, I, I love the Aliens movies, for the most part. Uh, I love the Predators movies, for the most part. Aliens vs. Predator was... not... I think what everybody was expecting... But it was a decent uh, Paul W.S. Anderson movie. I mean, if if that was a genre, it would fit right in there. Um, and then uh, Alien vs. Predator Requiem came out. And we're like, oh, wow, they, they upped it to an R. Let's see what they do. Uh, and they made the movie so fucking dark that it's hard to see in 90% of the scenes. Uh, they did some really fucking creepy shit with the Predalien, you know, shoving his fucking uh, proboscis down pregnant women's fucking throats in a very 
phallic fucking manner. Um, they had some decent special effects, but again, a lot of it was hard to see because of how dark it was. Uh, I knew it was going to be a fucking joke when I saw the hunters shoot the facehugger at the beginning and the, uh, the acid splashed the dead and the fake arm that they f- have fall off from the acid splash is quite literally able to be seen to be a mannequin arm. Uh, the cast sucked. The script sucked. Uh, I don't. I don't know what else to what else to say. Like, <laughs> potentially we could oh, have had. A really I don't really remember. I remember liking cool uh, Alien vs Predator. We ended Requiem up with better than Alien vs Predator. Like taking a shit on two of my favorite. But the best part of Alien vs Predator is the very end where it alludes to Requiem. I I think, as I remember, right? Like at the end of it. Yeah, so, um, but then you describe describe the whole tentacle pregnant yeah. woman thing. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, yeah, the very end yeah, yeah that's probably the, the why I the thought, like, chest. keep this in a, in a better light than, than the original. Um, I didn't read the, or the first Alien vs. Predator was PG-13? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they, that was, that's probably yeah, all why, the teenagers and stuff. Like yeah, so and much was, of it was, it was shit definitely because they long awaited. They had to compromise on the, the violence in order to be able to get the rating that they wanted well, to be able to try to get as many to not to deliver to see what they, they delivered, yeah. anyways. So, um, Yeah, I mean, the, the the one thing that AVP yeah. had going for was the script was okay, and they had good actors. You know, like anything with Lance Henriksen in it, probably going to get like at least a one-point bump from me, just because yeah. it's Lance Henriksen, you know. Cut. Yeah, alright, so I'm just going to read my f- synopsis. This kind of will really explain some things about how I feel about this movie. And I quote, That was not a very good movie. Sorry, it just didn't work for me. The setting just didn't do this film any favors. What made Alien, Aliens, Predator, and AVP work on a horror level? It was the setting, the feeling of claustrophobia. This was too wide open too many characters and you didn't care about a single one if you think about it. Who'd you really care about? The Predator. That is it. If that is going to be your main protagonist, then why not do the film on the Predatorship? Do you mean to tell me that you would miss any of the human characters when you could have just had a green bloodbath? Who cares about dialogue? At the end, you could have had... The aliens overrun the ship, and the elder predator sacrifice with the explosive, while four predators escape with an alien on board. The alien could cause them to crash to Earth. They get out and have it out with the badass predalien, and one predator dies, and the others kill the alien in some badass combo, 
and the predators miss the dropped artifact or whatever, and then you can have the humans discover it and start the company. There. I just made an extremely fun, mindless film. Instead, we have this. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> the worst part of the first movie, and I, I remember when I watched it the first time now, thinking, I don't like any of the humans in this movie. Like, any of them at all. And the, it would be so much better without them, or if they were, like, not actual characters and just prey. But, yeah. Anyways. So many movies get ruined with fucking, oh, we need to throw humans. I mean, think of, like, I haven't seen the new one yet, but I'm hearing the same thing. Like, the all the Transformer movies. You know, like, let's focus on the fucking humans for an hour and 45 minutes out of the two-hour fucking movie, instead of showing, like, robots fucking kicking ass. Yeah, it just... It missed the mark in so, so many ways. Like, to, to the point that they haven't even revisited the idea. Like, Alien vs. Predator is a great idea, but they've missed the mark two times in a row, and at this point, you've got to have somebody that actually has some freaking uh, history with it. To- uh, I mean... Have you guys ever read any of the comic books? No, no. I don't think so. Like the whole the whole premise out of the original Aliens versus Predator comic books was a human gets rescued by the the predators and then she goes with them hunting aliens. So, hey, guess what? Like that would have fucking made such a more fucking interesting story than either of the fucking things we got. And it's not it's science fiction, you know, in the future, you know, Whalen yutani timeline. So it's not like we're sitting around, you know, 1986, 1990, whatever, trying to shoot them with fucking, uh, you know, AKs or whatever. You've, you've got, like, spaceships, other planets. You know, so it's... It really spreads the mythology and sh- goes, you know, in-depth into the Predators. You've got an interesting character to be the relatable person for humanity, and then you're seeing, you know, aliens like we haven't ever seen them before. Instead, we just get more of the fucking same, more of the same. So, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm, as you said, this premise, you know, almost had as many, many people clamoring for it as they were for Freddy vs. Jason. And this shows you why we don't get more of them. Yeah, you put fucking idiots in charge that don't have a passion for the fucking stuff. It's a cash grab for merchandise, you know? There you like, go. How can we get merchandise? Like, and they created a whole bunch of toys. I worked at Spencer's at that time, and and actually the the pregnant predator was that it? The thing with the the alien thing? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. Like the toys were like cooler than the movie, and it would just be so disappointing when I'd see them because I'd be like, "This is so cool! Like, why can't the movie like capture capture this?" So, um. Yeah, I would do a whole movie with no dialogue at all, just like alien screams and you know maybe some subtitles for the whatever the predator is saying. But anyways, probably talk too long about this movie. I'll shut up. Yeah, we should, we spent more time on it than we should have. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then my my number one, uh, and this does, and like I said, this is not necessarily in any order but um was jeepers creepers 2 um 
I really liked the first one. I thought it was a unique uh, premise and take. Uh, I liked the characters that we got in it. Uh, the creeper was interesting. You know, I liked the mythology around it. And then this one just kind of set the bar for everything going downhill and getting worse and worse and worse from that point on. Um, like the, the trying to tie the movie to the first one by having like Justin Long show up in like dream sequences to the psychic girl was fucking stupid. Um, you know, you can do a good, like, small setting movie and get away with it. I mean, shit, 12 Angry Men is considered one of the best movies ever made, but, uh, you know, having a bunch of shitty actors caught on a bus, you know, is really more just showing, like, how they had no budget for this compared to the first one. And then, uh, like, a good portion of what worked with the this, the first one's creepiness was, you know, they started out with the relatively low-key horror of the beginning seeming like a duel, you know, uh, in the daylight, and then by the time night falls, you know, that's when you start getting into the supernatural shit. Like, a good portion of this is just fucking filmed in the daylight and loses a lot of the effectiveness. And then, <laughs> like... Uh, like the the football ch- dude running away and the dude the ch- creeper chasing him at the end. like it was I don't know. Uh, it w- was one like one of my favorite new franchises to being like one of my least favorite franchises ever, and uh, it only gets worse from here. I've never seen think? it. I think I've seen the first Jeepers Creepers and thinking that it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I do like Justin Long, so he's he's back for the second one? He he died at the end of the first one, and, like, they were trying to, like, link it a little bit, so, like, there's a girl who's psychic in this, which really doesn't factor into anything, uh, and she has a couple of visions where, like, he pops up, and then he's like, run away! Oh. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, I saw a picture of him with, like, the eyes or whatever, like silver eyes to things. Okay. Yep. Anyways, yeah, uh, I haven't seen it. So, um, uh, in I don't know. I heard, yeah. So I I may check out Jeeper Creepers one again, but it's not like on a list of things to do. But yeah, all right. <laughs> have you seen it, Kent? I'm sure you have. Yeah, it was more fun just watching you stumble there a lot. Uh, so I saw the original Jeepers Creepers on 9-11 because, you know, I was a person that just couldn't handle, like, watching news 24 fucking 7 at that point. So uh, me, me and uh, Dom went to uh, see Jeepers Creepers. And I still have the ticket stub, and it is so faded that you have to get just the right lighting just so you can actually see the date but you can't even see like the name of the movie anymore but i do still have the stub and i i thought the first one was really good like uh i don't want to say great but it was very good you know very 
you know, in that six to seven, maybe even a little higher than seven range. Like, it was fun. And then you get this shitload of fuck and to the point that this was on my list at some point. Um, yeah, that this, this failed on, on so many fucking levels of failure. And, and the weakest... You know, this is a common thread with a lot of the things that are on the bad list is when they try so hard to tie in the original to this shitty sequel, you know, like Rage, you know, Carrie 2, there, there's plenty of them, though, that, like, we see this common thread where they're like, well, if we tie it together just a little bit, we can call this a sequel. You can, but it's going to be a piece of shit. Um, and as great as Ray Wise is, he couldn't save this. As great as Justin Long is, he didn't even belong in this. Like, this was just a horrible fucking movie that lacked all the atmosphere that made the first one really good, really fun. Uh, it was so gosh. it was so bad. They took like what sixteen years to make another sequel, and that one went fucking what almost straight direct to video. Well, because the the director got in legal trouble like the night that they were premiering Jeepers Creepers three, if I'm not mistaken, so that all fucking blew up. Uh, the best thing I can say is that uh, an old Mayfield friend of mine uh, sent me a picture. Uh, she works with cows, and she found a cow that is named Jeepers Creepers, and she sent it to me. And that's my positive note about this movie, is that I have a picture of a cow named Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, the that's whole director thing was kind of how I, why I was stumbling, because I'm like, yeah. uh, I just found out a lot of all that stuff uh, about him. <laughs> so. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm like. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty bad, right? Go watch those movies. But, like, I, you know, think of, like, Roman Polanski yeah. or... Woody Allen, and then I'm like, yeah, but this is Jeepers Creepers. It's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not like baby. you know. Yeah, we we're looking at it like an A list director all of a sudden, you know, fucking up. It was like you know, B movie director, fucking up. Yeah, missed opportunity, no doubt. All right, that's my list, Kent. What you got? Alright, so obviously I, I did more than I needed to. Um, a few things I just kind of wanted to touch on, like almost sub-genres within the sequels. And one of the big things is we need to take a moment to make fun of all but one Stephen King sequel. There's one good Steve, Stephen King sequel, and maybe it'll get brought up later. But if you look at all the other Stephen King sequels, Carrie, Children of the Corn, Firestarter Rekindled, Pet Cemetery 2, even though it had Furlong and Clancy Brown and Anthony Edwards, like, that movie had good star power, and it still sucked. Like, Stephen King sequels suck. And I wanted to acknowledge their suckatry. I, I, I... Pet Cemetery 2 is a guilty pleasure, but yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a guilt. I agree with that. Some of the Children of the Corn sequels are a guilty pleasure, but they're not good. It just is what it is. And then we have this other subgenre 
of the waiting I, – I, I call it the waiting forever disappointments. I'm talking about like the American Werewolf in Paris, which I thought was going to be on your list, Chris, to be perfectly honest. Um, oh, see, that's, I like I forgot a bunch. Of that. Yeah, that should have been my number one. Yeah. Um, for me, a movie that wouldn't be on your list is Queen of the Damned because I didn't like it and I know you did, but, you know, whatever. Um, see, it's, it's hard for that one too, though, because it's the second movie, but it's the third book. Right, I, I I get it, and it, yeah, that'll be something else I kind of get on. But um, even like Strangers Pray at Night took a long time for that sequel, and it was shitty, and it wasted a really good song. Um, Tales from the Hood Two was trash compared to the original, and then like to kind of just go along with what you just said, like as far as books go. I look at the thing, and then, like, the newer thing was the prequel, but I also kind of counted it as, like, a sequel, prequel, whatever, and that was shitty. We waited, like, 30 years for that fucking movie, and it was shit. So, all of those movies deserve a special place. Then we have, like, this subgenre uh, that I'm calling direct-to-video go fuck yourself and i'm talking about like the american psycho uh joyride mirrors quarantine fucking return to house on haunted hill fuck that movie all the sh- just fuck it and, and vacancy like all these movies they can just go fuck themselves but there was no expectations really so none of none of the stuff really made my list and since we can cross off Jeepers Creepers, I can bump everything up one. So, my number five, and I think Kevin actually likes this movie, is a movie I just watched, I don't know, five hours ago. Oh, yes. Called Cabin Fever 2. Kevin, you like this movie, right? Okay. So, Ty West, uh, dude that... Did so many other good stuff, you know, X, Pearl, House of the Devil. He directed this, and it just, you know, I, I, I gave, I had to give it another shot because Kevin and I talked about this. I don't know within the past month or so, and you know, Kevin spoke highly of it. I'm like, shit, did I miss the mark here? So I, I rewatched it today. I, I still feel the same negativity towards it. Uh, I, I just hate how it's shot. Um, I hate the dialogue. I hate the 25-year-olds pretend that they're 17-year-olds. Uh, there's just so much that I didn't like. Now, the gross-out stuff, okay. There was a little bit over-reliance on, like, what I like to call, like, the squirty blood effect, where it just, like, clearly, like, there's a tube and somebody's squeezing something and it just shoots out. There's an over-reliance on that gimmick, but I'm okay with it. There's a lot of good gross-out but I didn't care much for the animation. Um, it was there. Like, it, it's okay. Like, the ending animation was better than the opening animation. Um, it really felt like a waste of Larry Fezenden's time. He was the uh, water truck delivery guy. Uh, like, all the people that I kind of liked in it had really, really small roles, by and large. Uh like, Ryder Strong had a really small role. Um, Judah Friedlander. At the end, I just... This wasn't the sequel that I wanted from the first one. And I guess that's why it disappointed me. 
I know some people like it, um, and there's some gags to it and, and whatnot. Whatever. It just, this was not what I wanted for a sequel. So that's why it's on my list at number five. I mean, when your director fucking doesn't even want to have his name put on it, you can tell something's probably pretty bad. Oh. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's his first movie. And he's and he's trying to get his name taken. Yeah, he disowned <laughs> this film, but he wasn't. So the story is he wasn't in the director's guild, so he couldn't get his name taken off of it because he wasn't in the guild. Like they wouldn't take his request. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a tough spot. Yeah, but you could see little glimmers, like the whole opening sequence with the school bus, or from Ryder Strong to the school bus, and then Giuseppe Andrews, which is the reason why I love this movie, um, is is him as a party cop again. It's like he you he know, carries the movie. The, he's, he's consistently the best yes. part of the movie. Yeah, and and it would be the thing about why he was so great in the first one was he auditioned for the Ryder Strong part, and Eli Roth took him out of the line and said, "Hey, like you're not, we're not going to cast you. Like, would you think about doing this?" And Eli Roth gave him complete freedom to come up with all of that dialogue, like the dirty limericks, is based on like one of his dad's friends and stuff, uh, and. And he wrote, writes books, and he's an artist himself and writer and makes, made uh, trauma films basically because when he was making this movie, uh, he made this movie, I think it was Trailer Town, and he showed it to Eli Roth, and Eli Roth hooked him up with trauma. Um, but yeah, so anyways, Ty West also let him have the same exact freedom, so I think in that, that's why the movie works for me and like the way the it's shot is so great but they reshot and re-edited the entire thing so a lot of it is like he wasn't even i guess i'm guessing it was the stuff with the kids he wasn't on set for um but then there's little glimmers of of like the way it's lit and stuff looks different and it looks like a real like a really well-made movie yes you know? that is shot on 35 millimeter film and then it goes from like looking 35 millimeter film to video Mm-hmm. Which is with like the kids. Um, Early but, on, dude, that felt like a movie that I've been involved in making, and that's not an insult to the stuff that I worked on. But it was very low budget, and I look at the budget for this, and it was a five million budget, and I'm like, all right. So I was working on a movie that had like a five thousand dollar budget, and this had a five million. Like, there's not much of a quality difference early on. It, that that felt a little silly to me. Well, the quality went down because the studio wanted to make whatever they thought right. that movie is. Um, so, uh, and they reshot it. So, you know, they are spending more money on film at the time, I believe. They were still shooting everything on film. So, like, they're, they're shelling out the bucks, you know? So, to reshoot things, they probably, you know didn't need to but you know that had to expensive. to market the movie yeah it had to to market the movie they wanted to market so oh um, the music was good by the way i, I it's really that. cool yeah. yeah yeah so so i stand by it <laughs> giuseppe andrews rules and uh i wish you would come out of hiding and make more movies 
Chris? You see it? Uh, no, I've never seen Cabin Fever 2. Okay. Well, you you now have two very conflicting views. Yeah, I, I might have to see it just to see where I fall between the Kent-Kevin denomination. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my number four movie... I'm realizing that I, I have one extra movie. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, I'm just going to say the hell with All Hallows Eve 2 and just move right on. Uh, Cube 2. Hypercube. Go fuck yourself, Cube. There. Like, why... Why? I'm, I'm not questioning why the movie was made. The movie had to be made. But why? Why? Why did the... Why did the Cube look so sterile? by and large, why did they have to get so stupidly mathematical like <sighs> I I like math. I'm, I'm good with math. And even I'm sitting there like alright, you guys are trying way too hard to make this like seem smarter than it ever needed to be. Uh, with, with, all, with all the shit that they had going on uh Sometimes you can just dumb it down and appeal to a better audience, a, a, a bigger audience, I should say. It, it, the actors, actresses, really a lot of them missed the mark. Uh, it wasn't a good time. And realistically, if it wasn't for the ending where you see, like, you know person get outside of the cube and see that there's, you know, government or military, blah, 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 uh, Cube 2 actually probably would have been higher on this list, but they gave us that one little tidbit that gave Cube fans something to hold on and hope for later on, and they kind of delivered with Cube Zero. Uh, all the while, though, fuck this movie, it... it there was a couple of cool scenes, but I, I like the darker cubes. I actually just watched the Japanese cube, which I, I feared we'd talk about later, but they went back to the darker, as opposed to this white, vibrant bullshit. So, not a fan. Uh, I'm pretty sure Chris has seen Cube 2. I don't know about Kevin, so... Yeah, I, I agree. There's nothing really more that needs to be said. I, uh, I think I watched Cube 2, but I will say that I never gave it a fair shake because as much as I liked Cube 1, I just didn't really want to even, like, ever even really rewatch the first Cube. Um, and then I did, when I started this, doing this podcast with you guys, um, and yeah, uh, and I, and I loved it. Uh, so I definitely should go back and uh give cube two which i believe is on youtube for free i uh i wish i had the oomph to to like get super obsessive about uh the terrible sequels that i assume or kind of vaguely remember so i don't i don't remember anything about cube two but i uh i wish i i i did just after finishing my lists just go on a tangent but i didn't so it's on the list of things to do. I, I, uh, I do think I was thinking that maybe Kent would have put this on his terrific list, but I was I was wrong about that. Do you like any of the other cubes? 
I, I really like Cube Zero. Oh, okay. It's slow. It's not as fast-paced, but they tell so much, and they bring up so many ideologies. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like it, and it's kind of interesting now knowing what we know about Cube Zero to go and watch the this new... I don't know if it's a remake or not, because... Uh, the characters are all very different. The Japanese cube that just came out, um, so I don't know if it should count as a part four or remake. I don't know what they're kind of going for, but um, if you apply the mythos of Cube Zero to this new cube, there's some stuff to be gathered from it, I guess would be the way to put that. Japanese one you're uh, talking about? Yeah, the Japanese one, it's its worth a watch. I, it's probably my third favorite out of the four Cube movies, but it's still, it's definitely worth a watch. Cube 2's, Cube 2's worth a watch just to be like, yeah. It's yeah, it's shitty, like 90 minutes long. So. The endings. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it flies by. Okay, so. cool. Alright, so my number three is a movie I actually watched during the week. Like, the only time I actually put any effort into this uh, during the week, I watched Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh, while playing Diablo 4, and I wish I just focused on Diablo 4. I knew I didn't like this movie. Um, And a big part of this, a big part of this whole list is... Uh, you know, how does a movie stack up to the original movie? Does it, uh, you know, is it a direct sequel or does it take, like, the the mythos and apply it liberally? You know, all these different things. So, first and foremost, Candyman Farewell to the Flesh takes place in fucking New Orleans. And the original Candyman was in... uh, I don't know if it's Chicago. Chicago, but it was definitely Chicago. Okay, because yeah, Cabrini yeah. Green was the the yeah Cabrini Green. So we're now down in fucking New Orleans, and we get a little bit more of the backstory, which I do like the backstory. Like that is one of the more captivating points of Candyman, but the acting's bad. The over relying on jump scares is staggering. It's really, really bad to the point that I think by the third or fourth one, um, let's see, I took notes. Three jump scares within the first 22 minutes. The fourth jump scare at 25.40. The fifth jump scare at 29.55. And there's a sixth jump scare in the final scene. That's too many jump scares in a movie that's not really that scary to begin with. Like, Candyman's not about jump scares. It's about the fucking ambience and, and, you know, building everything else about it. And, like, ugh. It just fucking sucks so bad. And and the acting is mm, really, really frustrating. And what little they do add to the backstory... uh, They could have, like, kind of given it to us in, like, 30 seconds. And been like, here, here's 30 seconds. You got your money's worth. You can watch the other 90 minutes, or you can just walk away and be happy. I would have just, I wish I would have walked away. So, that's how I feel about Candyman Farewell to the Flesh. It disappoints me like very little else does. Did you ever watch Candyman Day of the Dead? 
<laughs> yeah. Because if you watch that, Farewell of the Flesh isn't anywhere near as bad. Yep. Parts of my soul just keep dying, and that's why I was so so trepidatious about the reboot, but they did a really good job on the reboot. So I'm kind of hoping maybe that there's another one coming eventually. Uh, I don't know, but yeah... (laughs) I don't I don't know if this actually I think it did make it to the theaters but I don't think it did very well at all in the theaters. So yeah. Tony Todd's magnificent. I'll say that much. He's got such a cool voice. His demeanor's cool. Like he's stoic but like scary. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember Fairway Fairwell uh Farewell to the Flesh, right? That's the one, yeah, I don't really remember it. What I do, yes, I. What I remember from the first one, and also I feel like I wouldn't have given this a fair shake. And I think I just always assumed that, like number two specifically, or sequels to horror films, I didn't have a lot of interest in. Um, up until probably Scream Two, and like you know, randomly Pet Cemetery Two, but. Uh. Yeah, they were always bad, and even Pet Cemetery Two was like so different that it well, I felt at the time that it was so different. Uh, you know, I was like twelve. Um, that you know, I don't know. Anyways, what was great about Candyman, the first one, as Kent was talking about the jump scares, was that it was the oh shit moment when they say Candyman five times so you're like what what's about to happen they said it and like that time in between because usually it wouldn't be something that happened right away as, as i don't remember at least in the very beginning of of candy man so uh right. yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and it had a great payoff and back. and uh going back and watching candy man after watching the remake the requel or whatever uh you know it it was and i loved and i loved candy man as a kid so i don't know why i wasn't i don't know maybe i saw it and didn't like it or maybe i but i feel like i didn't like it before i even saw it so but i should uh that's not is is that on like streaming or do you just own it as candy man i should look it up uh oh. I- Actually, I I think I have it on disc because I, I had it burned on, on to a drive. I, yeah, I don't think I own it on Voodoo, so I don't. Yeah, that which I would say is unfortunate for anybody that wanted to look this up. But in some ways, you're just mm. saving some time, I guess. Okay. But yes. Yeah. All right. Um. My number two, and I'm so, so, so surprised that Chris did not have this on his list. To the point that I'm, I just got to ask, Chris, did you forget about Sinister 2? I didn't, as much as I didn't, uh, I, you know, I don't like Sinister, uh, I don't mind Sinister 2. No? Okay. Yeah. I do. No, the one that you reminded me that would have been my fucking number one if I'd remembered it would have been American <laughs> Werewolf from Paris. But Sinister 2 <laughs> was not as good as Sinister 1, but it wasn't anywhere near as bad as people make it out to be. I, 
let, I'll I'll go with this. I'll say that if I if I'm saying quality of the original and then how far the sequel drops, uh, the sequel drops such so 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 far for me. Oh, yeah, and, I'll give you that. Like, I love James Ransone, uh, but there's just bad decision after bad decision made in this movie and it wasn't like in the fun way that bad decisions are made in horror this was more like making you groan out loud like out of frustration and saying so you're just kind of creating your own problems just to elongate this situation that just didn't need to really exist in the first place type thing I don't know, like, I, and I'd been warned. I'd been warned that this movie was bad, but I was like, I love Sinister, and I, you know, I saw James was was the star. I thought, nah, this 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 will be okay, and I was going to watch it this weekend, and I just, I didn't want to put myself through it. I was willing to put myself through Book of Shadows, The Rage, but I just. I wasn't going to do that, so I didn't. And I don't know. Maybe it's not as bad as I as I make it out to be, but I still say that if if you if we're saying quality from original to the sequel, it, it's a huge huge fall for me. So that that's my biggest gripe. I it wasn't fun either. Like it wasn't fun. It wasn't scary. It just it existed. And. There's a reason there's no Sinister 3 as of yet. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it's really easy to... Like, they they get rid of too much of the mysticism. Like, the first one, the kids just being fucking silent. You're never really sure, are they complicit with what, what, he's, what he's doing? Are they his victims? This one, where they're like, Oh, no, you need to watch mine. Mine's the best. Yeah, yeah no. Um... Like, the one thing I'll give them is that the fucking... The, the videos were fucking... Probably a, a little more... Uh, gory... Than they were in the first one. <sighs> Excuse me. But, um... Yeah, like, I was I was proud of what James did in, in this. But, um... You know, it just... It... Like you said, Sinister 1 is, like, probably a top three horror movie for me. Sinister 2... I don't think it makes my top hundred. It, it's incredibly mediocre compared to the greatness that we, we put Sinister up on this pedestal and then drop down to this sea of mediocrity. Yeah, so I can understand why you would put it on your list. Yeah, and uh, it's not not Scott Derrickson though he wrote the screenplay. Didn't great Sinister two. He didn't yeah, direct it. Yeah, so he he a, didn't want to write it in the. The studio was like, hey, we're going to make it no matter what. So he ended up writing it uh, on a shortened time frame compared to, you know, the three years that were between the two movies. Oh, yeah. So you like, yeah, uh, I haven't I haven't seen this. Uh, I really like Sinister and I like James Ransoned in basically anything he does. So I'll, I'll definitely check it out sometime. And uh, the only other thing that I want to add is that the American Werewolf in Paris soundtrack is pretty good. 
Yeah, we that yeah. was on our top soundtracks. Yeah, the Suicide Machines, even the Fastball song is like the best Fastball song I've ever heard. So, yeah, dude, that, dude mouth, that version of Mouth that they had in the movie too is fucking awesome. And it worked in those scenes of the movie too, that part. But anyways, um, yeah, uh, I I've watched it a couple times, and I remember not hating it as a kid. Um, but yeah, it it's even Julie Delpy can't save that movie. Um. And that's a mouthful. That's a sad yeah, mouthful. Great. Hello, Julie Telfy. Killing Zoe forever. <laughs> All right. <sighs> All right. My number one. I, I I have to ask Chris if you had if you had to guess what my number one is. What would you say? Are we are we concluding large franchises? <laughs> yes. Because then I would guess it would probably be Nightmare on Elm Street too. <laughs> there we go. And we've already talked about ad nauseum. So. Fuck that movie. Almost killed the damn franchise. Fuck that movie. I don't care. I know we we had a long talk about it, so I'm not going to retread over it. I'm saving us some time, but fuck that movie. And that's my I list. like it. That's my rebuttal. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't rewatched it recently for that um that podcast we did. It, yeah, it's it's not anywhere near as bad as like what fucking people make it out to be, but um, was it good? Yeah, I, I appreciate that they tried to do something different. It almost killed the greatest horror franchise of all well, time. That that, that in defense of it, they didn't know what they had at the time. They didn't. They oh, didn't know true. what they had at the time. And it, 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 I totally, uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely fitting to be on the. Uh, on, on a terrible list because in that sense of you know of it being a bad sequel it, it is but it, there's there's much worse uh, oh yeah much much worse for big franchises anyways I think but I, I considered I, you know it's weird that a lot of people like the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, the one with Dennis yeah. Hopper and I, f- I find that movie to be fucking dumb as hell. Uh, I, I just can't... I can't get behind it. Um, I don't know. That, that, that's probably the other really... Out of, like, the big franchises. I Of course, I, I also kind of want to shit on Predator 2, but I know Chris likes it, and we've talked about fucking Predator 2 so much on this podcast, there wasn't a point for it, but that's another one I personally just can't get up for, I, I guess. Uh yeah, but all right. I mean, we can end end here. Like, yes, yeah. that sounds good. All right, all right, guys. We'll be finishing up the terrible twos here, and we'll be back in a little bit with our terrific twos. See you later. Bye. See. You.